put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke I'm never gonna choke when I'm tying up the rope So here we fucking go It's time to get real gassed It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast It's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Hey, good morning How's it going? You alright? Hey mate, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, real well Good, 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 good um, so is your name, is it Simo or it's Jonathan? It's Simo, yeah. It's Jonathan, but everyone knows me as Simo. Like, I got it from when I was, like, at primary school. And ever since then, even my teachers, everyone's just been going through just calling me Simo. Except my mum. My mum still calls me Jonathan. That's about it. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I did wonder, because, like, a lot, some of the stuff is says Jonathan and some of it's, like, Simo. And I was like, that's got to be a nickname or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's just my nickname. That's cool. Um... Yeah, so basically, I'd I think I'd stumbled across you on Instagram. I can't remember how, um, but I kind of saw your like hustle and drive, and like you just you obviously want it so bad, which is why I kind of followed you and chatted to you, and then ultimately wanted you on the podcast because I think it's really good to chat to a variety of people. Yeah, well, um, basically, I've been on and off with my clothing now for about six years. And and I I came back from Australia for a stag do at the beginning of March. And I actually got stuck here. Like I was meant to go back to Australia and I got stuck here because he's closed the borders. Uh. I thought, oh no, what am I going to do? So I thought, well, while I was actually looking for a job while I was here when I came back, because I was like, right, I need to go somehow get a job, get something. So I just started focusing on my clothing a bit more. And then um, it just resulted in me like actually not looking for a job and actually just pushing to do my clothing full-time from, like, June, because I was like, right, if I put all my hard-earned effort into this, I can actually get it going properly, because I've been saying since I started it, I want to do it full-time, I want it to be my job, but there's always things in the way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now I think it's a perfect time where I can actually push myself and put all my hard-earned work and effort into actually doing it full-time. Definitely. So you're going back to Australia then? Um, I'm not sure yet. Like my visa's up till December, but it doesn't look like they're going to be opening up the borders. So if that's the case, I might have to try and get a different visa. Or if that life really kicks off, I'll probably stay here. But I'm just going with the flow at the minute. That's pretty much what I've been doing for my life for the last five or six years. Just going with the flow, see what happens, not making proper full plans. Hmm. And just I suppose that kind of fits happen. the brands that you've kind of, your brand message as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, well, when I finished university back in 2013, I didn't really know what I was going to do in my life. So um, back then, I walked the Camino de Santiago, if you've heard of it. Uh, I did quickly Google it because I looked at your About Me section on your website. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, I did that. I walked that. That's just over 500 miles walking through France. You walk over the Pyrenees and walk through the whole north of Spain. Because once I got my degree, I was like, I don't know really what I want to do. Like my degree was in care for disabled adults and children. Mm. And I did that through college as well. But I just didn't really know if I really wanted to go into it because I could just go straight into a manager job. But then that's like a job for life. And I didn't really want to know what I wanted to do. So with this walk, I went with my mate Ed. It took us 32 days. So a lot of the time you just walk in like eight or nine hours a day. I was thinking what I wanted to do. And by the end of the walk, I decided that I wanted my own clothing brand and I wanted it to travel the world. So um, a few months later, 
um, I saved up and I actually went to Australia in March 2014 with my friend Sam. And we were there, we were traveling, we did all our farm work, everything like that for a year. And then um, we came back, Sam came back earlier than me, then I came back after a year, I came back to Preston because I was pretty skinny. I spent all my money. Yeah. So I was like, right, I've got to get a job again. So I stayed here till um, November 2017, I think it would have been, 16, 17, just working, saving money. And then I went over to New Zealand. And New Zealand was the same, just traveling around, seeing things. And then I got settled in Queenstown. And in Queenstown, it's really like touristy and everything. And that's where I started to get my drive for my clothing brand again, because um, I was working as a screen printer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, because I, I had like a little sublimation business back in the UK when I was back here for a year and a bit. So I was like printing um, from the printer, like I had a special sublimation printer and then I'd heat press the garments. So I knew a little bit about printing. So I started this job and then they taught me how to become a screen printer. And I was like, that's perfect because I, I can start to get my clothing back up again. Mm. So I got a few more designs. That's where I got my Never Settle design from, my panther and my, uh, my snake. Yeah. I commissioned someone to do that one because that was before I started drawing myself. Like I drew it, but it was awful. So I was like, can you do this? But can you make it really good for me? I'm exactly the same. I feel like I have loads of ideas and then I kind of sketch stuff and I'm like, this is terrible. I don't have the time to get better at art. And then I just find people that can do it 10 times better than I ever could. Ever yeah, ever. definitely. Like anything that I can't do myself, I'd rather pay someone that can do it for because that's like their job. But I think now I'm just more going into my own style of clothing and it's going quite well because people quite like that. Yeah. So yeah, and then obviously New Zealand, then I went back to Australia got a good job in Australia. I was moving up the ladder and then I came back here for a stag do and got stuck. So that's my journey for the last few years, really. See, that sounds really cool. So I'm guessing the, that like, um, trek you did was like scenery full and just absolutely oh, amazing. I'm guessing that's kind of what inspired you. Yeah, definitely. It was beautiful. You'd just, you'd be walking, you'd probably see like four or five people a day, literally. You'd stay in like Alberkis, like small hostels and even like churches. Mm. You just pay five, um, five euro a night just to stay there. And the scenery was amazing. Like you'd just be walking through fields of grass. You were walking over snow, obviously, in the Pyrenees. Like me and my friend Ed, we thought we were going to die because we had the snow up to our waist. That was like the hardest day of the journey. <laughs> it was really mental. Like he had to, like, I was pretty skinnier back then and I had a heavier backpack. So we had to swap backpacks because he had to carry mine for me so that was that was a crazy first day and then yeah just it was inspirational you just meet everyone from different walks of life at lifetime because you meet people that like 18 up to like 70 80 walking it and everyone had a different reason to do the walk and i think that was amazing mm, i suppose that's kind of uh what sucks for you like you've gone from australia where like the vibe's really cool and i'd imagine everywhere's so picturesque like so it's really easy to take product shots to uh yeah. back to the uk <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely definitely like i wish i took more shots actually in australia or just sent out products but um i don't know why i didn't but yeah like it's a completely different vibe here in the uk but where i was living in australia it was 10 minutes outside of sydney central so there was literally everything to do like you could i was going out like two or three nights a week with my mates having beers going out for meals 
and then you're back here and you're like oh what is there to do there's like there's not really much because i'm like a person that's always likes to do things yeah you know, i've probably slowed down a bit <laughs> and it's proper changed me i think um like you kind of said that's like my dream as well like so i went to thailand at the start of the year and i released yeah. a t-shirt and i was sat there like i'd have limited wi-fi so i'd like in the morning check and i'll be like oh, i'm getting orders this is amazing like this is the dream and i guess it's the same for you like you were in like what france and australia or whatever and that's the goal isn't it to travel and to be able to sell things whilst you're traveling it's just amazing yeah definitely definitely because now like i have spent all this time now on the brand i reckon like it would be easier now to travel and sell clothing as well because um like what I was doing, I only had a bit of stock work with me in Australia. And obviously I had my stock in New Zealand as well. I had to ship back. But it's just like people, it's a talking point really. They're like, oh, like your T-shirt, like what do you do? Or like whenever you meet anyone, when you're traveling, they ask you what you do. Like, and it's always a good like talking point. Yeah. Whereas I'd always said, oh, well, I, I work as like a manager of a sales company and I've got a clothing line. But now I can be like, well, I work full time on my clothing line. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, I found that like I don't know why, but whenever people ask me what I do, I like I don't say that I do this. Yeah, it's weird, and I don't know why, but like, but genuinely, is it? I don't know if it's because it's. I think I talked about it on like a previous episode. Like, it's kind of not embarrassing, but you almost want to get people involved at the level where you've achieved something already. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but I also think that you should tell as many people as possible. Well, yeah, because the more, the more eyes on it the more people can see it and like they could say to their friend, Hey, this person does this, this person does that. Mm. Like, it's always good to get out there. Like when I started my digital marketing course, literally I think about a month in, I created all these uh, uh, business cards and we're handing them out to loads of people. I didn't really know what I was doing at this point, but I was just handing them out. Like it's like what Richard Branson said, like say yes and then work out how to do it later. <laughs> yeah. and I think that's what, what you should be like doing all together like just say say yeah this is what i do and then if anyone asks any questions you can sort of like research it yourself or whatever and then it's just like that because you never know when your big opportunity is going to happen and just saying yes to something can open so many doors which is amazing mm, that's true i mean I'm, I'm starting to feel like the shift happened like i've been trying and pushing my brand for the last year year and a bit like a lot harder than i ever had before mm -hmm. um and I'm like to the point where I don't really even go on my own Instagram. It's just all on like the doom and gloom and it's all I'm thinking about. Um, and then as soon as you, you, that flip kind of happens, I think I've seen like a big uptake in like sales and interaction and try to build that community. So yeah, it's been real interesting for me. I think it's, I mean, is yeah. that, is that kind of your goal as well to try and build that community that has the same spirit and like desires as you? Yeah, definitely. So like what I was doing, like literally just being social on social media. So I'm talking to everyone, I'm chatting to everyone. Like if somebody um, likes my photos or goes, follows me, I go into their inbox, message them saying, hey, thanks for the follow. Hope you're well. Then you just get chatting to people because I just love seeing like where people find you from. What what do they like? And I always ask them, like, what do you like about the brand? Like what designers do you like? What do you think is cool? And um, what would you recommend? Like sort of thing. Cause I like just to hear what other people say. Yeah, that's and a strange one. what they do as well, because it's always interesting to see what they do. Because you never yeah. know who you're talking to. It's really odd though, isn't it? Like, again, I've, I've spoken about it to so many different people. The whole, like, 
just building community, just chatting to people, just actually reaching out, sharing stuff, commenting, because it helps so much. Yeah, definitely as well, because, well, these people are spending their hard-earned money on our products, you know what I mean? So you want to, like, be grateful. Like, I'm so thankful when anyone actually buys something, shares something, comments on anything, just because, like, they're going out of their way to do something for you, pretty much. Like, they're buying a product, yes, but still they're supporting you. Like, the people don't realise, like, how happy you are sometimes when people order. You're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Like one order can completely change like your day, and yeah, it's definitely. those small steps. Like I started to do a um, like about us section, and I like drew a load of it because I was going to put it all in Instagram, and then haven't finished it. But like it's it's nice to see to look back and go, geez, I started with like a hundred quid, and I did like one run of t-shirts, and then I sold them, and then I've slowly been turning that money like over and over to the point where I've got like a decent level of stock, and I've got a decent level of money. And then, yeah, it's just real nice that these people, I don't, yeah, like you said, I don't think they realise how much that tiny, like, comment or like or share or the big purchase or whatever, that actually means so much to brands. Yeah, definitely. And, like, I was saying that it's always better to give more than you receive as well. Like, I was speaking to Ryan yesterday and I was letting him know because he wants to start his own clothing brand. And I said, whenever anyone buys anything, make sure you give more than they actually think they're going to get yeah it's just like the little extras like i seen that you do now you do your little stickers and your little sweets and things and just them like little extras people like oh thankful because you buy sometimes you buy online from these big brands all you get is wrapped up t-shirt and an invoice but i always love to see what small brands include because it's just more inclusive and it just looks amazing what people add into the the products yeah it's so for me the, the like one i've spoke about before is the like, johnny cupcakes I don't yep. know if you've heard of him or seen him, but he used to do it all the time. And that was what like heavily got me hooked into like one of my own brand and the art side of it and the community side. Cause he gives that, like he had his own branded sweets for a while that he was giving away every now and then he'd write a thank you note or draw some art. It would be like a one of one limited edition type thing. Cause nobody else would have it. Just all those little things just help so much to push your brand above and above everybody else's really. Yeah, definitely. Cause, um, People just like to, to see things. So I, I did have a question, do you know, because um, obviously you're working full time mm. and um, you've got your brand as well. If you're, you're, are you like engaged or in a relationship or something? Yeah, engaged. Yeah, yeah. Because like, how do you have spare time to see your fiance? Like, uh, do you have, like, it's because I always wonder this. I've never asked anyone this question, but because like I'm working all this time and like when I have free time, it's like, oh my God, I've actually got free time to do something. Mm, yeah it's real tricky especially as like she works normal hours and then I'm yeah. always working like stupid o'clock in the morning so when she gets home from work I'm kind of thinking about going to bed yeah uh, so m I'm pretty much tired all the time because uh, I'll stay up for as long as possible spend time with her and then get like two to three hours sleep a night oh <laughs> go to work and then yeah then try and push the brand and so we've got this kind of like I guess joke ongoing joke where like I'm constantly on my phone because I'm yeah. people talking posting images just all of that stuff you have to do and she's like oh on your phone again i'm like yeah i'm trying to build my brand like you know this is what i was doing when you met me so yeah but she's cool with it she's like i think she just takes the piss like but yeah it's this the balance of trying to find time and it's always bad when you look at other people as well because it looks like they've got more time than you but i guess it's just how they deal with stuff isn't it 
Yeah, true. Because like, I always feel bad like if I'm with my friends and my family and I'm on my phone. I'm like, I feel like I'm not actually in the room. I'm more consumed or like talking to people on that life and like chatting to them instead of like turning my internet off and actually enjoying myself at the minute, you know, because I'm always thinking, I'm always like, what's next? What am I going to do? What am I going to post tomorrow? Things like that. Yeah, it's so hard. And I'm trying to have all that content as well, because that's something that takes a lot of time. Like I've seen your, um, I don't know what they're called, like title cards that you've been putting on your Instagram and they're really cool. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just all that. of that takes so much time, but I think I might steal that idea because I quite like it. Yeah, well, with the quotes and things. Yeah, I mean, I've done it once. I think I did a, like a handwritten um, song lyrics from like a, a band that I really like. That yeah. kind of fitted what I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, like I really like that you've got those title card type things. And it's... Yeah, I like when, I, when I'm unsure what to post and that, I'll either think of a quote myself or I'll just, just go in quotes and then just see something that's relevant for me at the moment. Like I'm very big on like motivation quotes and like successful quotes and things like that. Just because I've always like, been quite well ever since I was young I feel like put motivation and entrepreneurial you need to go hand in hand yeah so I, I listen to a lot of like um podcasts on motivation like um Stephen Bartlett if you've heard of him no I haven't heard of him no and I saw Richard Branson last year when he was in Sydney and that was amazing so um I just like like listening to people's stories and listening to what they do yeah, it is definitely always inspiring, isn't it? And there's... Yeah, especially like um, at the minute, I'm listening to a lot of Joe Rogan on his YouTube when I'm drawing and things and painting. Oh God, yeah, I did as well. Like it's taken me about a week to listen to some of his recent episodes because they're like four hours long. Yeah, yeah. And I just have it on in the background and it just goes so quickly. Yeah, he was. I think he was one of the reasons why I started doing like a podcast as well because... Yeah, I mean, he's been doing it for years and he's now made a load of money, isn't he, out of it? Because he's just yeah. sold it. But it's, it's that that people don't see that side of it. They only see that you've just, like, you've made it and they don't see, like, how much shit you've had to put in to get to any level of success. Yeah, definitely. Like, I really like the idea of your podcast as well, talking to people. Because I did a post the other day about um, your net worth is your net, your network is your net worth. Yeah. And that's basically saying, like, the more people you know, the more um, conversations you strike up is, the more you can actually succeed and get better. Because you could speak to someone tomorrow that you've never spoke to, and then you two could have a great idea and then collab, and then something amazing might happen from it. That's the thing, is that you never know who knows who. Yeah. Like, this, is it seven degrees of separation or whatever that crap is, where, like, someone that you know knows someone that could be famous? Yeah, could help your brand. So yeah, striking those conversations, um, are absolutely massive. Which yeah, it's kind of what I'm trying to do with the the podcast. Is like speak to a load of different people at different stages in their brands, or if they've had different outlooks, or artists, or just everything. Because it's I think a lot of people have got quite a lot out of it so far. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to yours as well. They're really interesting. Like I listen to yours and I listen to Stephen Bartlett's, and then I listen back to yours because he he's like. Um, owns a company called Social Chain, okay. which deal with like um, Coca Cola, Google. They do all these like different ad sets and things. Mm. So uh, he gets some really like multimillionaires on it. It's nice listening to them and then listening to the people that you interview as well because mm. they uh, do have similar values and things they say. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's been real nice actually. Like I was kind of worried. I think that's the thing that I've like said a million times on the podcast is just like just start doing shit even if it's terrible. Um, cause it, like the first couple of episodes are absolutely horrific, but I'm always, I think I'm just going to leave them up forever. Cause it is that like 
I started recording it from my phone just to see if I'd keep going with it and it would be any good and anyone would find any value in it. And then I've like yeah. now bought a really nice microphone. I'm kind of starting to see a pattern with who I want to talk to and conversations I want to have and like topics I want to touch on and kind of all that stuff. So it's nice to to build and then to show people that like you start from shit, like have an idea, go for it, figure it out. Yeah. That's awesome. So I've noticed as well, you're becoming more yourself on your Instagram page. Yeah. Like you're being more like human. Cause I see a lot of brands, what they do, they become, they're quite robotic and they yeah. just you think they're a brand. Whereas they're not like actually people behind the brand. Yeah. I think that's really cool as well. Cause that's what I, I was at first. I was quite robotic. If you go back to I think the beginning of my Instagram page back in 2018, I was a bit robotic, but now because I'm being more me, I'm posting about my daily life, like the good times and like the bad times where people have lost, like my deliveries that were meant to come from my mystery box and that I'm still waiting on them, you know? Oh God, I think people appreciate that they follow a brand because I mean, that's the whole joke, isn't it? Around like a lifestyle brand. Most of the lifestyle brands just show pictures of the lifestyle. They don't actually kind of feel like they live it. Where in actual yeah. fact, like you kind of want to show that lifestyle if you're a lifestyle brand. So you want to show the like behind the scenes and this is me and like this is what I've been doing. Yeah, like you said, this is the, the shit that's happened today. I'm thinking about doing this. Where can I find this? Who wants to help me do this idea I've got? Like, I think, yeah, the, the lifestyle brand's uh, tagline is, is can be a bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I've got, I think I've got, I don't know if I've got lifestyle in mind, I just can't remember, but obviously that life is like, the definition of how I started that life was because everybody does have their own that life. Yeah. Like, we all have our own life. And the reason behind that life for me was um, obviously like the traditional tattoo style designs that I love. I was um, into obviously traveling a lot. So I've got like my camping design and got some other designs there as well. And then I wanted to go into sport as well. But I started, I got a few sport vests back in 2016, but I've not really pursued down that, that line yet. But obviously like them three aspects of what made that life that life. And I think it's cool that like people can resonate to that as well. Like people that like the tattoo designs and be like the camping designs. I've seen a lot of people buying the mugs at the moment, you know, because they're just going around the UK and camping. Yeah. That's really cool as well. I think that's kind of the hardest point because like you said, you started off doing the tattoo inspired designs. I think I did the same. And then you soon realise that there's like a million of those brands and you've somehow got to separate yourself from them. So is that how you've kind of done it with your, like you said, the camping style? and? Oh, sport? well, no, like at the beginning when I first launched it, I wanted to have these three aspects because these three aspects were me. But with the tattoo style, I think that one was the one that really kicked off the, the designs where people saw it because that's a bigger demographic of people than like the traveling and the camping things. But I've got a lot more people asking for more camping designs at the moment. So I'll have to like get some more traveling designs up but with me I'm always thinking like what can I create next what can I do next like if you've seen recently I started like engraving on glass started painting things got yeah. skateboards everything got some bats made I do that yeah I followed the um the brand that or business that did that and uh I love the, the baseball bat and like the skateboards and and all that stuff I think I should probably do more of it but like in my head I'm thinking oh I'll start when, when I get like a unit or something, I'll start yeah. doing that, like custom skateboard decks or 
that kind of stuff. But in actual fact, like I said, I should just start doing it now. Yeah, just start. Honestly, start doing it now. Just go for it. There's no, there's no time like the present. Like, I forgot the guy that um, his book it was, but it was a book called Screw It, Just Do It. And right. he was just telling you, like, just do it now. Just start now. Because if you don't start now, you're never going to do it. You're always going to put it off. You're going to put it off. You're going to put it off. And that's what I was doing with my brand, like to go full time. I was like working. Yeah, yeah, I want to go full time. But I always had excuses. But now, obviously, I didn't have an excuse. So I could actually go for it. Mm. And now it's, it's great. Like I'm working like 13 to 15 hours a day. But you don't see what I'm doing. But like I'm doing a lot. But it feels like I'm not doing a lot. Yeah, like slowly building that empire. Yeah. So what has been um, your biggest like success? Like what's been your biggest design so far? Is it that um, the Panther snake one that you said about? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that one was really well. That one, that one resonates with a lot of people. They love that design, which is great. But like, obviously, like I said, like I commissioned someone to do that for me because I couldn't draw it as good as I wanted to. Yeah. And also like my tie-dye tees, my tie-dye tees went off like, um, I think within two weeks I'd sold half of it. And then by the end of the month, I sold most of my tie-dye tees. And then I actually got more tees ordered just to tie-dye, like customize. Yeah, I've definitely um, taken that idea and I'm going to run with it. So I've got, uh, I think, 24 different colors on the way at some point. Awesome. So, I, yeah, I love that them. Already dyed tees or? No, no, uh, just the, the tie-dye, like the colors. Oh, wow just to um, give it a go because like, I really like the idea where you've done your own and then I think, is there a customised option where you've got on Yeah, they can like... pick the colours. So they can pick the colours and if they want, they can pick a spiral, but people just usually keep the same spiral, but just pick their own colours. Yeah, see, I love that idea. That's brilliant. So I was like, yep, definitely going to give that a go. Try that. And the thing is, a lot of people just say, pick yourself. So I just pick myself, but then you're like, oh no, do they like this colour? Do they like that colour? I'm like... I hate it when someone writes that. So I always message them. I'm like, what colours do you not like? <laughs> it's a great idea. Um, what about what's been your biggest flop? What's something that you've um, put a load of time and effort in, you thought was amazing, you released, and then you've had like no sales or no interaction? Um, probably that big blue panther skull I've and uh, panther head I've added. Like, I love it. Like, I wear that t shirt all the time and I've made um, stickers out of it. But I think I only sold one t shirt of it. So I might go back to the drawing board on that one, maybe change the colour of it, maybe turn it into like a left chest back print because it was just like a centre, this big centre print. But I might yeah. change it to like a, back, a left chest back print and maybe change the colour, maybe it's like orange. I've got an orange one, exactly the same. I just change the colour to it and maybe go for like a pink or a purple or something just to see like, do a bit of A-B testing and see what people like. Mm, that's always disappointing though isn't it when you put in that time and you're like this is brilliant and then uh and then yeah. i mean have you learned anything from it or do you just kind of write it off and you're going to reintroduce it at some other point like you said no no i'll still have it on the website because some people might like it like, i've got loads of designs on the website that I haven't sold but i'm just keeping them there just to to be seen really because you never know someone might like it one day and um, with my Day of the Dead tees, like I did a, a poll before I ordered my Day of the Dead tees and I think like 35 people said yes, we wanted to buy it. So I ordered 25 because I'd give a bit of a margin. I've only sold five so far. <laughs> so that's, that's a bit annoying, but it's like I've got them now. So I'll, I need to start pushing them a bit more. I might do a sponsored post with them. I just need a few more pictures of people wearing them. 
because I hate getting in my pictures now. Like at the beginning, I loved being like the sort of like model for me, but now I just prefer other people to be in the photos because it just looks a bit better and a bit more genuine, you know? Yeah, I suppose you need that kind of mix, don't you? You don't want to be like the only person wearing it because then people yeah. might think you're not selling any. So I guess if you're getting loads of different people to model it and stuff, it looks a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. And then um, I've obviously started doing the prints. The prints are doing quite well at the moment. They're only like A5 prints, but they're really top quality. So that's that's good. That's always a nice little extra. See, I always struggle with that. Like, I've wanted to do prints for ages. And any time I ask, I'm like, do people want prints? And everyone says yes. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to sell or not, though. It's just, and I know they don't take up that much space. And I know they're not a lot of money to buy, but I just, I've never taken a plunge on them. Yeah, not the like, there's so many people that I follow on my Instagram as well. They buy prints nearly every day, and the wall is just covered with all these cool random people's prints. And I just love seeing them. And like, they've got my print that looks mediocre next to all of these amazing prints. <laughs> like, wow, that's, that's amazing. So, what made you want to start your clothing brand anyway? Like, what motivated you to go out and be like, I wanted to do this, this is what I want to do? Because you want to do it full time as well, don't you, eventually? Yeah, I think that's the goal. Like, I'm gonna. I like asking the like one year, five year, long term goal questions. So I'll ask yours like later. Um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of mine. Is keep doing this. Hopefully, get to like the goal of the ten thousand followers. I don't know within a year or two. Um, because that's just one of those like superficial goals, isn't it? It looks yeah. good on Instagram and you get all those features. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of keep pushing. Eventually, hopefully, get a unit somewhere. Maybe start screen printing and doing other shit in the unit like uh selling from it going part-time at work would be quite nice as well like i don't think i'll fully commit probably until i've had the unit for like five years or something just so i've got that like stable bit of income um so yeah that's kind of my like oh my god would love to do it full-time and not have to worry about the shitty nine to five yeah definitely but the sorry carry on oh no yeah the, the, like starting out thing the idea was uh I think originally, did I say 2012? It's 2012. I like wanted to do a brand. And then I had my friend, my sister and her friend. So there was four of us. Um, and we were like, yeah, 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 let's all like, this is going to be amazing. We're like a couple of years. It'll be kind of big. We'll start like getting money from it. We'll all really enjoy it. And then it turned out that uh, my sister's friend did a load of the art, which was cool. Um, looked really good. Uh, I was pushing, like, did the website, did all the, in like, social media, sent out all the orders, dealt with all, getting all the stock and all that. Uh, and then no one really cared about it and it kind of fizzled out. Um, and it's really annoying now to see because brands that started in like the 2012 obviously had like quite a huge success curve. I'm like, oh, if I'd have just stuck with it, maybe. But then I don't think I'd have probably still been in love with it because it was a different style of brand. Yeah. Um, but I think the getting inspired was the, like I spoke about Johnny Cupcakes and that level of the designs are really cool. He's got a really clever idea. He engages so much with his community. Like the, I went to the London store opening and um, slept outside with a bunch of fans. I think I was like the fifth, sixth person through the door. So I've got like a really nice print that's like numbered, met a ton of people. Um, I got him to sign my legs so that I've got that tattooed because I was just like, yeah so inspired um yeah and that's kind of i think what's pushed me to want to do it like i really love drawing photography doing a website pushing the social media so i was like well what can i do full time that would in, like involve all of this stuff 
and then it was yeah build my own brand and i've kind of wanted forever to own my own business so i think when you put it all together i was like yep definitely clothing brand here we go yeah (laughs) and then there's obviously other brands that kind of inspire me at the moment so like um rebel ape i've been following him for ages he does a podcast like talking about the behind the scenes stuff he's brought his art and everything is really cool to look at um like abandoned ship as well yeah really really into them i've uh, been following him for years really love his art and his style and he, he's obviously branching out to do like what has he done the pub and he's doing a mexican bar and stuff and i think that's what i'd like to do is get to that level where you're successful and then go what else can i now do like yeah that's awesome like i'm i'm like I've always want to do something more, but I don't focus on one thing, which is a bad thing as well as a good thing. Like obviously my clothing, I want to do my skateboards now because um, back when I was in Sydney, I wanted to obviously work more on the marketing side, the digital marketing, because um, I was looking myself to like pay someone to do my digital marketing for me. And um, I couldn't find anyone that was decent that didn't charge an arm and a leg. Like they wanted like 250 to 300 pound a month just to like help run my social media, help run my ads and do posts, like do all of that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why I took, um, I did a one year digital marketing course. I've almost finished it now in um, Australia. So I've actually learned so much. So I'm just going to start my own little um, digital marketing agency. Oh, times it's 12 o'clock. Sorry, my cuckoo clock's going to go off. We'll just wait for a second because it goes off now because it's got 12 cuckoos. <laughs> oh, okay. Be a second. Yeah. Sorry, so, um, yeah, with my digital marketing, there was these companies who wanted you to charge like 250, 300 pounds and they were big companies. So I decided I want to specialise in like small businesses, like e-commerce, like clothing or um like anything that's like pretty much on Shopify mm. that I can help and help them grow their social media presence um, help them with ads. Cause a lot of people, they don't actually know how to run ads. Yeah. Like do ad sets. Like, did you know as well, um, you can actually do an ad where you can actually put a swipe up feature without having 10,000 followers. Yeah. It goes to your store yeah. or something. Yeah. You can do that. And then it goes straight to your website. Like you can pick a page on your website and it'll go straight to it. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, cause I've not been doing any ads really. I did one ad the other day for one of my t-shirts, but I'm just trying to keep everything organic for the time being. Yeah. I'm always, I struggle with that. Cause uh, like sometimes it's really good to have a little paid ad, but then equally I think the organic side of it is better. Yeah. So like I've seen a lot of clothing brands, like they just pop up and they start following me now and I check them out and they've got a few photos and they've got like thousands and thousands of followers. And I'm like, so I go on the followers list because I always intrigued and Mm. it's just like things that are following like 5,000 with like 10 followers. And it's just like, you can tell that they're paid for the followers. Yeah. So anytime that they're going to do ads now that none of their ads are going to actually work properly because, um, do you know, like the Facebook pixel? Yeah. So the Facebook pixel where you do the ads from and they'll go on their website and go on like their Instagram and they'll just target people that are already following them. So they'll be targeting people from all these random countries that are not actually customers they're just like bots. Surely that's only if they select that option, isn't it? Because you can tailor it to different um, topics and stuff, can't you? 
yeah, yeah, you can as well. But like they always like because of the pixel, if they always connect the pixel to you, so they like to see what is the main demographic. But you uh -huh. can obviously change it to like 18 to 24, like 24 onwards and things like that. You can specifically target it really, really well. Yeah. You can do like um, copy ads and things and like um, copying like um, what other brands do. There's a way to do that, but I've not worked that out yet. Yeah, I always wondered that because I always search for like brands that I like and they never seem to have that in the like when you're trying to pay for an ad and they never appear and it's only the yeah. like you search Nike and it's obviously there but like the smaller indie brands that you kind of want to reach the same audience as it never lets you. So yeah, yeah if there's a way to copy that would be well good. Yeah, there's um have you ever heard of Shock Mansion? No. No, so this, this is a brand from Australia and I love them. They're so cool and I just love the way they do the ads. Like they always pop up on my Instagram and things. So I've been following them for like, oh, it must be 10 years now. And all he does most of the time is just blog. He just blogs photos. I, I, I don't think he does it himself. I guess he probably pays someone, but every day they're uploading different photos like onto the blog on the website. So that's really, that's really helped a brand. Oh, yeah, I'm now looking at it. So, yeah, they have literally just gone on Google and typed in, like, old car or whatever and then found a photo and then they've put it on there. Yeah, and if you go on the website, they've got, like, hundreds and hundreds of, like, pages of just cool photos. Mm. It's really, really awesome. I've so never I, thought about, I thought about doing that, but then it's like, I don't know how... I guess that's their lifestyle they're trying to show, isn't it? Like, yeah, this is what, right. yeah but then, I don't know, building a brand my way i don't really want to show that kind of stuff because it's like it's not true to what i am at the moment yeah like i guess it's then people want to like they're aspiring to be at this level which makes sense yeah definitely yeah that's it that's cool just looking at their page they do like one of their own things and then like four or five just random images yep and then like with the hashtag random radness i think that's real that's like They've got so many, um, you've got 41.1 post of their random randomness of their designs, pretty much, or their, um, their posts. So yeah, I've been following them, like, back when I had Tumblr, that must have been like 10, 10 11 years ago, something like that. Yeah. I've liked, I've seen, I've loved to see how he's grown, that dude, and now he's got like a sick house, he's got some sick cars, so he's doing well mm. for himself. I mean, that's the goal, isn't it, to, to get to the point where you can do it full time? And then get to the point where you're actually making a decent amount of money. That's it. Like I'm just compounding all my money at the minute. Like I took a few days off the other day and just, it was lucky because obviously we've got the half price food at the minute. So I was eating out every meal with my mate and that lot. But I just needed a few days off. So I thought, all right, I'll take a bit of money out of the account and then make sure I don't spend any more. <laughs> I think it's nice looking at other brands and seeing what they do to, to kind of get to where they are. And I guess that's what you, you're doing with your... Um, uh, course isn't it like it, it, it makes sense by like, doing that course I think it would be quite nice and I should probably look into doing something like that I think yeah. when I get to the stage where I've got my own like unit or whatever and I'm sending stuff out and working there like like I said if I go part-time it'd be quite nice to help other brands and do like you're gonna do the um uh words are just escaping like help them achieve their help goal them, yeah so like support them with with like the digital marketing help them get a foot up like because mm. i wish all them years ago that i knew like little tips and tricks and things 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I do some of it now, and I guess the podcast kind of helps some people that want to get to levels or just start. But it would yeah. be really nice to be big, like people see that you're a massive brand, and then you've got the time to like help and yeah. grow other people. Because I think that's the thing that like building a community and and everything is great, but I don't think brands realise how important it is to help and collaborate and share and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's it. Because like your value chain analysis is just mental. Because um, obviously you're finding the products, you're buying the products, you're doing the designs, you're actually going to the post office and posting everything. People yeah. don't think about all these little extra things that you do. And obviously with the digital marketing side of it, that's like a huge point. And especially like you said, because you're still working full time and there's loads of other people have businesses that are working full time, but they want to eventually do um, the their own brand full time i can sort of help them with their social media while they're working or help them with their ad sets so then they don't have to think about that because i'm only going to take on i think four people at a time like i've got one guy at the minute that's got a clothing brand and then i probably only take like two or three other people because obviously i want to grow mine still as well and i don't want to take a lot of time out of myself growing but i'd love just to help a few people and get them on the their road to success yeah, I think it's a really cool thing to do. It's, uh, I mean, I'm guessing you've heard like Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah. His thing what was it that like um, document he put out where it's like how to create content. And it's like, I tried so hard to follow that and like post three times a day and share. And it's just doing full time and it's very hard. But ultimately, yeah. if this is what you want to do for a living, you find the time and you kind of figure it out. I think that as well, like you put pressure on yourself because what Gary V does, Gary V doesn't actually do anything anymore. He's just the, the, the face of it. Whereas yeah. he's got hundreds of people that work for him and a lot of people don't realize it. They think that he does everything. All he does is he's just the voice. He's got a videographer, he's got editors, he's got copywriters, he's got people on his website. Like he, he's, he's obviously had the big money backing if you read into his story from his dad having the wines. Like mm -hmm. he's, he's been rich since young. So he's, he's had it where he says he doesn't, but he does. And um, people just think, oh, if Gary Vee can do it, I can do it. You can do it, but you have to put the work in. Whereas uh, he makes it sound a lot easier than it is. I think you have to take kind of inspiration uh, from yeah. what he's done and kind of learn from it. But like, so like that document he put out, like I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, this is so good. Like it makes sense. Like it's so obvious. And when you try and do it and put it into practice, it's so hard. But yeah. it's, if you can at least start doing some of that, it helps. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm just going to look at my podcast because I was listening to a podcast the other day. One was called Stories in Business. If you go on the podcasts, I don't know if they're doing them anymore, but they're really interesting. They're like all different um, stories, like of different businesses starting up and everything. I found them really interesting. And there's like all a lot of mindset, health and well-being. I don't have to check them out. I love like listening to people's stories and yeah. the thing, the books that I always tend to gravitate, gravitate towards are like biographies because it's really interesting listening to people's lives, which I guess is why podcasts have kind of took off the way they have. Cause like you are getting little glimpses of people's beliefs and how they live their life and what they've done in their past and what their goals are for the future. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of it is like getting inspiration as well because you can like resonate with people and think oh yeah well that's happened to me is this going to happen to me like 
seen a lot of people around like mental health at the moment and yeah. like a lot of designs and things and like I've never really struggled with mental health and obviously with this coronavirus like middle of June I like proper crashed I think I was in bed for a week like what the hell am I doing I, I think I came to the realization I probably won't be back in Australia this this year mm-hmm. and I was like like my whole life has crumbled like I had all my I've got all my clothes still over at my friend's house I've like I had to move out I was paying rent till like July on the house I was living in like I've just seen all my money dwindle and then I went back to like broke like I had to ask my parents if I can borrow a bit of money just to pay my rent and that lot gosh like my mental health went shot and that's where like my no bad days design came from because yeah. I was just in bed for like a week I was like right because I'm usually mentally quite strong and I was like well what it is you just gotta get yourself up and gotta do it and I was like look even though you might be feeling sad and a bit shit you just gotta think positive that um look it's no bad don't have a bad day like just get all the positives out of what shit day you are having yeah see I, i'm the same like i i love the idea of helping and supporting mental health but like i've never really suffered with it yeah to that point i think the only thing that i've noticed which has been pointed out to me a couple times at work is like everyone says like you're always really happy and it's like yeah even if i'm like miserable i'll yeah. try and show that side of me because you kind of if you're when people are like oh how are you today like yeah i'm really good thanks like whatever and you just you push that side forwards yeah. eventually it will help Definitely. i don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of always the way i do if, even if i'm having a shit day of like if i show the happy side and i portray it i get it more like whereas if you i tend to find if i are unhappy and i kind of latch onto that unhappiness i get like a big crash yeah. so yeah i think i'm very similar to yourself and like i'm very like happy and just have a good joke with people yeah just share the good vibes really just like if someone's feeling a bit down i'll try my best to cheer them up in that lot and and yeah it's it's a good way to be i think and i feel sorry for people that do struggle properly with like mental health and that lot because i couldn't imagine being in their shoes yeah same um but the but i guess what you said like you'd done that design based on how you were feeling and i think yeah, that's I was a, lot at the time, like... a lot of people and a lot of brands don't do they just kind of go oh this looks cool this will sell me a load of stuff and then they pump it out and you can kind of see that like there's no passion and no drive other than money with yeah. a lot of brands yeah like um what have i put um i put i didn't want to be the biggest brand i just wanted to be the the happiest like i just want to be i don't want to be the biggest or the best i just want to be happy Mm. but I'm not like I'm not bothered about the whole huge money 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 I'd just rather be happy and just see people wearing the clothing and just keeping myself happy definitely I think there's a lot of value and happiness over stuff yeah so what is your kind of uh your uh, plan so what's your like one year goal five year goal and then your ultimate goal with your business or brand so at the moment with the brand, I mean, it's growing up quite fast really since June. So I'm, with my current stock, usually I get it all made to order pretty much. With some stock I do have at home, and then, uh, but a lot of it I get it made to order. But what I'd like to do is say, like I'm saving all this money so I can actually buy more stock in. So I'd like to eventually see if I can um, either get more stock from like maybe Bangladesh or India or China or something because the quality there is really good. And then you can get like different 
types of clothing, you know, because we can only get like certain types of clothing here in the UK. Yeah. And I'd like to branch out to like cool, like different sleeves, for example, on hoodies or T-shirts with different sleeves, and like little patterns on T-shirts, but you don't usually see on T-shirts in extra little bits. I think that's what I'd like to grow into next, but obviously just saving money and growing the brand visually online. That is what I'd like to do. Getting more more sales, obviously, that's what everybody's aim is. Yeah. And then um, just going with the flow, really. Like, I'm just happy with how it's going at the moment. Obviously, full-time, I'd love it to be more, obviously getting more money, making more money full-time, because it is my full-time job at the moment. So that's always at like the pretty much centre point, because if you don't have money, you can't really live. Mm. Um, getting more designs out like I collabed um, last month with a girl called Danny. she's um, an artist but she didn't really know how to go into the clothing brand side of it so um, I told her a few things about how to go into clothing and now her and her boyfriend are actually cl- creating their own clothing brand which is pretty cool oh, nice. like her designs are sold yeah so I'm happy that I've sort of helped them into doing what they wanted to do because they want to going to it together which is nice and I, I guess like every two months I'd like to work with an artist and um, help them be seen you know because there's so many amazing artists I follow out there and they just they just aren't seen so like um, I get in contact with them maybe collaborate with them on like a t-shirt or a hat or something whatever they fancy and then yeah. their designs actually get seen more. See I like doing that as well like finding an artist that's just knocking out of the park and like no one's really paying attention to and then like liking some of their stuff commenting sharing some of their images kind of promoting them and then yeah if I work with them that's amazing and then I I think a couple people said it after like I work with an artist and I'll continually share and like promote them yeah because there's no point just like oh we did a design I've done it like next like onto the next person like yeah you, if you truly want to build that brand and community then it makes sense to continually go have you checked out their new stuff like here's some more so that working with artists is definitely a massive one yeah definitely because they all have different design sets than you and they're different the, the way they create art is all different like i knew danny she do it on pencil first and then she put it onto the digital mm. well that's pretty that's pretty cool but yeah with the five years i don't know where i'll be in the world to be honest mate i don't know i just I don't know what I'll be doing. Like, obviously, with my digital marketing as well, if that really picks up, I might put, do, like, half and half. So I might be able to, like, travel a bit with my digital marketing, work a few hours on it every day, work a few hours on my clothing, and then just travel for a bit as well. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But obviously, that then I'd have to go back to my clothing as, like, made-to-order because it's going quite well at the minute with my made-to-order. Obviously, the profit margin isn't there like as instead of buying stock in, yeah. it's not a big profit margin, but I just don't want to have so much stock lying around. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, cause I've got nowhere to put it. It's definitely a tough one. Like, cause I've just ordered, uh, did a restock and I had like a load of t-shirts done and it's really, there's something really nice about seeing it though. Like, it's yeah, so, yeah, like, definitely. I've got like a little office in, in our house and it's, uh, it's now full and rammed with stock. Oh, awesome. Um, it's just real nice to like, I think, like I said, at the start, starting off with a hundred quid and slowly like putting the money back in, putting the money back in, making mistakes, losing a ton of money, yeah. having enough, taking over and then yeah, having that stock. But I guess with your 
life like it is if you end up somewhere else you don't want a ton of stock because that's going to devalue massively if you're not there and you're in like yeah. australia or america or something and then you can't ship the stuff out or yeah that's very true like because you've got different products like i got some made to order mugs i got some made to order t-shirts but um honestly mate i just go with the flow at the minute like no one knows what's happening in the world so i'm just working on me pretty much and hopefully growing the brand mm, i think that's one thing that i'm really lucky for is like i've got a full-time job that i'm probably not going to get made like redundant or whatever because it's in food so it's fine yeah and i've got this like amazing hobby that is in including all of my passions and stuff and i get to like slowly chip away at trying to do this as like my full-time job so yeah i'm really lucky and i guess you are as well like you ultimately want to travel the world and push your brand and the little marketing agency so yeah it's really cool yeah um i did have a question as well for you so um if you sat around a dinner table so there's me and you i'm cooking for you mm. and then you can have three guests what three guests would you have around the dinner table with us two and the reason why oh well i've never been asked that um uh trying to think i think bruce lee would be amazing yeah used to be massively into martial arts and i think the way his uh lifestyle and the way he thought about everything would be just really inspiring to listen to yeah uh, who else i think you you said about him earlier but richard branson would be another one that'd be absolutely amazing to kind of listen to the way he went from what was he like a fruit and veg seller or a newspaper seller or something and then yeah just started off from that and then it's now a massive empire and he's looking he's what is he going to do the first um uh what was it like travel into space like the space yeah, it's either him or Elon musk i think yeah i think he's doing the, like he's doing virgin galactic isn't he which is like um taking tourists to space or is okay yeah. uh, so definitely yeah um bruce lee richard branson I don't know who the third would be. That's really hard. Who comes to the mind at the top of your mind when you think of it? <laughs> uh, someone really different, but I've just seen like a pin badge of him. Uh, I think it would be uh, The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's quite but, like, inspirational. Yeah, he's yeah he's massively inspirational. I've just started like getting back into wrestling with my friend, and yeah. um, to see him go from like. The post came up on my Instagram the other day where he went from like having $10 in his account to being like super wealthy now. And he has that drive and that goal and that desire to go from nothing to being a massive wrestling star and then going, actually, I've always wanted to do this. And then just changing it and now being like a massive movie star. Yeah. And yeah, so I think he would be the, the ultimate like round out to the, the conversation of the. Of it. Yeah. What about yours? What would yours be? Um, gosh. So probably Robert Kiyosaki, if you've heard of him. No. But I read his book called um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, I have read that. Yeah, I do know who he is. Yeah, so I think he'd be really interesting just to listen to about, like, I love learning about compounding of money and um, just being your own sort of boss and, like, how, how things work. Uh, who else? Um, Jeffrey Deaver. If you've heard of Jeffrey Deaver, no. he's a horror book writer. He wrote, um, did he write? Let me think of his book. I've, re I've read all these blooming books. The Bone Collector, if you've heard of Bone Collector. 
they turned it into a movie as well, but I preferred the book. So I think he, he's written so many crime and thriller books. They're really cool. Um, someone else called Steen Jones, if you've heard of Steen Jones. I have seen his art, yeah. Yeah, so I met him um, I met him last year, actually, at a tattoo convention, a Sydney tattoo convention, and I actually got 10 minutes chatting to him, which was All amazing. Right. And because it was the Friday, so the Friday was really quiet. So I had a good, really chat with him, and I'd love just to hear more about his story because he's such an inspiration to me. He's got mm. some really cool art out there, and he's just a sound guy. Like, he's proper just down to earth. Like, he's this amazing artist. And he gets to travel the world now, create art, create murals. And I just love to hear more about his story. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. So, uh, yeah, that's my three guests. But I always like to hear them other people's guests because, like, that's what Stephen Bartlett asked people like, what guests would they have? And mm. I was like, wonder, like, oh, I wonder why they've picked that. So, that's always a good question. Yeah, I'd never really thought about it. Like, I'd obviously heard that question before, but I'd never gone that these are the specific people I'd want. But now looking at like the choices, I guess it makes a lot of sense. And they're all kind of people that have, like, the ones I picked are all people that have had a, a goal and a vision and have ultimately reached it because they had that desire. So, that's quite interesting. Yeah, it's like resonating on yourself as well, I guess, like being successful and pushing yourself and getting there eventually. Yeah, and certainly like um, they seem quite humble as well. Like I know The Rock and, and Bruce Lee seem really humble with like their success and everything they, they've achieved. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to look if I've got any more questions down. No worries. So what would you think your um, USP is, your unique selling point? Ooh, I don't know. I've struggled with that before, yeah. which is why I think the other brand kind of failed. But I mean, ultimately, like I said, I started as like tattoo-inspired apparel and I was just like, oh, I'm just going to see what happens. And then yeah. found that didn't really have much love for that. So I've kind of shifted more into, I think when I figured out the brand name like doom and gloom it made a lot of sense and it it works with all of the designs and the styles so i think i don't know that what is unique it's tricky because it doesn't i'm not super different from other brands but i think i've got enough of a an edge that it helps yeah i mean what would you say yours is because like it's such a tricky space because there's so many clothing brands all doing very similar things it's very hard to gain your slice of the pie, isn't it? Yeah, very true. Um, I guess, like, pretty much I could create a design now and I could have it online in probably, like, an hour or two and people could buy it. Mm. That's obviously only with, like, the made-to-order designs. But if, I like, in the morning I think of a great design and then in the afternoon it can start to be sold, Yeah, I guess that could be a unique selling point. But um, also, like, all the other products that I'm starting to make, because I'm not seeing any other brands really make them, like the doormats, the skateboards, seen a few skateboards, and then I tried one with my, my baseball bats, and I've got a baseball bat where I don't know what I'm going to do with. See, I love those, though. The, the, yeah. the skateboard and the baseball bat. Like I said, when I get my own unit, I'm just going to cover the walls full of just random crap that's cool. Yeah, like I've started collecting things. Like I sent you that, that piece of silver, that photo of that silver I bought. I thought, oh, it's going to be huge. I can put this somewhere when I eventually get my own place. And it's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the tools on it. I was like, oh my God, this is so small. 
Oh, it's very tricky. I'm sort of trying, trying to think, like, I guess the fact that I've got, like, this podcast is, it, it helps me having, like, that unique... Yeah, it definitely does. Do you, do you put these um, videos onto your podcast, onto your website as well? Like, put them, like, a, create a blog or anything? No, I probably should. I've not really invested much time. I think that's one thing that I've, like, started to miss massively. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my, like, I, I looked at the other day and the store is, like, it's not been really touched in, in a while. So I should probably kind of revamp that and yeah, maybe start putting like a mini blog type thing and like trying to get people more involved in that. Definitely. Cause that'll, that'll help your reach on Google. Like everyone wants to be the number one on Google. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I've, I finally reached that last month where if you type in like that life clothing, it comes as number one. But obviously if you start blogging, putting your, um, your um, podcast on your blog and just writing doom and gloom a lot of places you'll start to go up the ranks so then if someone does type just doom and gloom on on google you could be in like the top page on the top top number mm, i think it's gonna be a massive ask because i just typed it in and there's a rolling stone song called doom and gloom <laughs> oh, is it? let me see oh yeah but then you could be like third or fourth on the page you never know that's a that's a lot that I help people with as well. Just trying to get on bloody scene on Google, because um, if you type in that life clothing now, like I'm on the top, yeah. But I wasn't. I was down like below life clothing call. That that one was a struggle. But now, like thankfully, I've just been working on that side of the brand, and we're now number one for the time being, which is always good. I think yeah, that's that's definitely one I'm going to have to focus more on is making a little blog and, and pushing the, the podcast on it because I guess that's part of my uniqueness is that I'm doing it and I'm chatting with artists and I'm chatting with creators and I'm chatting with brands and businesses and I'm pushing that side as well as my own yeah. brand which I guess not many people are showing it and doing it. Yeah, no, I like how you're supporting other brands as well. Like I saw before you just like share their posts or share things whereas like some brands they just like to keep everything to themselves. I, I don't see how I lose anything because yeah. um, I spoke to a couple of people about it. Like if I've got nothing to post and I'm struggling, but I see a really cool design from another brand that I, I like, why would I not just share it? Cause it then helps me appear higher on like the story side of it. Cause if people are clicking through, so it's content that I'm putting out, but it's also helping other people. So if I'm like, if I had nothing to put out, I would probably not have a sale anyway. So at least if I share something, it's helping that interaction and I've done it before where like I've shared something from another brand and then people have commented or like sent me a message after being like this is amazing like where did you find them and kind of all that stuff and then you have that conversation so you yeah. literally lose nothing definitely definitely there's so many cool companies that sell things like you can find anything now on like Instagram you type something in and you find like like I follow quite a few pins like I've never made pins myself I, I don't know really how to do it but I find I find so many cool artists that just make pins and that's like their full-time job yeah it's mental it's cool I've done uh, two now and they're really interestingly like when the coronavirus was massive like I was selling no t-shirts but yeah. people were buying pin badges like I don't know what that was but it's just really nice to have two in stock that people were then chipping away like they obviously didn't want to spend 15 20 quid on a t-shirt but they'd happily spend like a five on a pin badge to help support you and get something that's really cool awesome that's cool i would definitely recommend uh getting a couple of couple of them out because it's it's more stuff to 
post about and it takes up like no space to have as well. Yeah. Yeah, I might look into it as a design, but I would have to think of what design. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tricky thing. And then if you do the wrong design, people don't like it and then they don't buy it. And then you're like, yeah. Personally, I've been trying to look into more sustainable clothing at the moment. Yeah. But it's just like so hard. Like I want to do a sustainable, like vegan design, like eco-friendly in like September, October time. Mm. But it's just the markup levels because it costs so much more to get the t-shirt. And if I'm using like vegan inks, that's going to cost more. And then you're actually only making like two or three pound per t-shirt made. It's like it's like a, a sort of lose-lose situation. Like I'm trying to be more sustainable for the world, but it's not really sustainable for the business. Yeah, that's always a real tough one. Like I'd love to have, um, I'd love to be more like eco friendly and and think about that stuff more. But it's just so tricky. And like I said, and if I ended up doing it, it would take me probably ten times longer to try and grow the brand. Yeah. So I always think it's one of those things that when you reach a certain level, you have to start looking at those, like because ultimately the the footprint that we're having as a brand is very small compared to the massive brands that are doing absolutely nothing yeah so in my head i'm like oh, if i just continue how i am and then i get to a point where i'm big enough to then actually commit to it and not have a massive risk or completely destroy the brand that makes sense yeah because of all these fast fashion labels now they'll create a t-shirt it'll be done in like a week and then everyone will buy it for a week and then it'll just be in the wardrobe yeah. like no one will wear it again and then it's just it's just crazy and there's a lot out at the minute i'm like misguided and stuff like what they're doing bad and then there was a channel four documentary that all the staff were like slagging it off because it wasn't true or something oh yeah i saw it this morning on instagram i don't know if it's real or not i was just reading the boast it's such a, a minefield of trying to show that you care but then equally like i said not screw yourself over and push your brand as much as possible i think i want to do um i've seen you do it where it's the cardboard um you send the stuff out in like cardboard yeah so i've changed my packaging now to cardboard which was great till i went to the blooming post office and he said actually unless it's bamboo cardboard it's probably doing the same amount as damage as plastic and i was like oh you're joking because i bought like 100 cardboard boxes so i says right well i'll get rid of these boxes and i'll have to find some bamboo style cardboard I wonder why though, because surely, unless it's how it's manufactured, but yeah, possibly surely the cardboard's like biodegrades better than plastic does anyway. So surely that's the the win for it. Yeah, I have no idea, but I'll have, I'll have a look into bamboo. Just I'll have to look into that as well because it doesn't make any sense. Because surely if plastics get mass produced and you're using those polymailer bags and they take like a hundred years to biodegrade or whatever, mm. and cardboard will just, I guess, do it in like what a month, couple of months, like. Yeah. Well, get recycled as well because you recycle it, whereas you can't the polymailers. Yeah, very true. Hmm. But at least you've taken that step towards yeah. starting. Like, definitely looking to um, get in some, I think, myself and move away from polymailers because they're horrible. Yeah, they're not that expensive either. Like, you can get them off eBay for about 20 odd quid, something like that. That's and I just like writing on the cardboard box, to be honest, as well. I just write, like, big thank you, big notes on it to everyone. Yeah, that's true. You can do a little uh, doodle, a random little picture as well. Yeah, that's always fun. But yeah, I was buzzing when I was like, yes, I've finally got cardboard. I'm feeling more eco-friendly. And then he shot me down. I was like, oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that can't be true. That must be wrong. Yeah, hopefully it's wrong. 
Uh, I'm just looking through. I don't have any more questions. Um, so I don't know if you've got anything else you want to chat about. No, I think I think that's everything that we've gone through really for this time. This time of talk. I mean, we could pop back again in like six months and see what we've been up to. Then that would be awesome because I always like to see what people are doing. And yeah, I mean, I've said that to a couple of people on the podcast. Like, um, I'll have you back on in like a couple of months. And there's, um, I think, one of the first people I've had on. He's now getting to the point where he's going to relaunch his brand that um, virtually unknown. Yep. So awesome. yeah, it, it makes sense to then kind of catch up with people and be like, "What's happened? Where have you? What have you been doing?" Um, but yeah, it's been it's been real good chatting to you. And like I said, the thing that stood out for me was the you've obviously got that drive and determination because you just seem to be all over it and posting stuff and it's it's really good content and really good to see that another brand's doing it well thanks a lot Ian yeah I really enjoy seeing your stuff as well like it's great I'm just like like you've you've got the new t you're relaunching that new t-shirt with the barbed wire like we were yeah. speaking about yeah so that's that's cool did you order them all in stock is that the new stock that you've got coming yeah oh, I got them um I because yeah. I went through a stage of doing the like I put up a t-shirt, have it up for a week as pre-order. I'd sell some as pre-order and then I'd send it to the printers. Yeah. Then I find that people get really impatient. Even if you've got on like the description, it's a week pre-order and it's going to take two weeks for it to get printed. And then I'm going to start shipping it out. So it might actually take a month. Oh yeah. I've got, I've got a friend who makes pins and um, he does pre-order, but he only actually sends them to the shipping when all the pre-orders are taken. So sometimes if it could be waiting like six months to a year for his pre-ordered pin, oh, <laughs> he says that in his like, in his um, website, but people don't see it. So they're messaging him like, where's my pin? Where's my pin? He's like, did you not read the message? Yeah. It's so tricky. So I've kind of, I'm going to try and move away from that as much as I can and build like a, a stock level because it's nice to have that. Um, and like I said before, I really want to do maybe like a pop-up store or something somewhere. So to not oh, yeah. have enough stock would be crazy. So I'm looking to probably get that, um, the Petals Full t-shirt redesign. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. But yeah, that, was that, that was another one that was really popular. I'm going to get that in, in a white t-shirt like I did the first yeah. time, but then do like tie-dye on it as well because I think that would fit really well, like the design with some tie-dye on it, so. Oh, that'll be sick, yeah, definitely. Like I did a, a stall back in Sydney, and it was just like a market stall on a Saturday, and the response was amazing. But my target audience was really odd. Like It wasn't the target audience that I thought would be buying the clothing. It was like older women that were buying it for like the kids and the grandkids, and like... It was just completely random, but that day it completely went off that life and I had like 50 new followers from it, just from people coming to the stall. I think that's because that's a lot of people like the idea of supporting uh, small businesses and also finding that like almost golden ticket of a brand. Like yeah. they'll see yours and they'll be like, this is some cool stuff. Like I'll buy some things and like, if it takes off, then I've got some of the early designs. Yeah, like, definitely. I definitely jump on that as well. If I see some like small brands that are really good, I'll try and support them by having a purchase and then thinking like, if this takes off in a few years, like I was one of the first adopters of like getting behind it and supporting them and talking to them and chatting to them and everything. So, yeah, I think, I think it's good like to have your stuff in a clothing store, but I think I'd only do it for the brand awareness side of it. Yeah. Like, Cause you don't really, unless you're ordering hundreds and hundreds of clothes, t-shirts and putting it in a store, your profit margin isn't that great, but yeah. it's good for brand awareness. Like people would see, like say if you're like in Foot Asylum or something, your brand awareness all over the, the UK, you could people could follow you from that. 
Mm, you probably wouldn't make as much money, but the brand awareness side, you'd be people would be able to see you more. Yeah, that's something that I'm starting to look into. Um, but I think I'll probably go down the like pop up side of it, like store, yeah. before I try and get into all the other ones. And I may not even bother because I like the idea of having it all just online and not like having it in any physical locations. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's less stressful, like when I had my stuff in New Zealand and then they emailed me saying they don't want to um, stock clo- um, small independent clothing brands anymore. So I just had to ship all that back here, which cost a few hundred quid. It was a bit annoying. Yeah, I bet. Brilliant. Right, it was a really good chat to you. Uh, yeah, you too, mate. Now, I think, uh, like you said, I'll, I'll have to have you back on and in a couple of months um, we can chat about how things are going and, and, and what's been happening. Yeah, no worries, and I'll speak to you soon. Have a great day. You too. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.